Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malalu. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. guess is in some of the bars in the various parts of that country that song is playing and there are some angry Germans Bob Stoffer with you this is orders now with a little bit of soccer on 630 Chad 630 Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and their printers their service is excellent they now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings Digitex supplies.ca Bob Stoffer, Stoffer, a Swiss German name. Brendan Ulrich, Ulrich, a full German name. I was adopted. I'm actually Norwegian by birth, just for those scoring at home. But wow, seeing Germany crash out, not even making the round of 16 at the World Cup. That would be like Canada not making it into the top eight in the Olympics when they have all their best players. 
Shocking result today. Brendan, I was over at the uh, Oilers' office. For, uh, Jack Michaels, Gene Principe, and myself had a little bit of work to do. And then obviously there was the press conference this morning with the Edmonton Oil Kings as well. And we were watching that game, the end uh, between uh, Germany and South Korea. Wild, wild stuff. Crazy stuff. Shocking, yeah. I mean, of course, uh, I cheer for Germany. I'm half German. My background is German, so I'm shocked that they lost. Um, they did win the last World Cup, so that you still have that in the back pocket. But I just think it sucks watching soccer when you see teams sit back and you know just crowd the box like we saw with Sweden over the weekend and now South Korea today. Because I think if Germany moved on to the other rounds, Bob, I think or the the group of sixteen, they would have done better against a team like Brazil or Spain, some of these attacking teams. It's just it's boring to watch. So I'm a little bit upset about yeah, that. You know, and to the credit of Germany, they they crashed out of the 2000 Euro, uh, and just like Canada 98 in the Olympics in hockey, and placed greater emphasis on skill development. But uh, And they've been terrific. I mean, they're, and, and don't get me wrong, I mean, they won the World Cup in 1954, again in 1974. They're always, did they win in uh, 1990 as well? I'm just trying to think. I think they did win in 1990. Was that the year that uh, Netherlands and Germany played the game in Italy that year, and they had you know, guys spinning on each other and stuff? It was crazy stuff. Uh, anyhow, uh, not a fan of watching teams sit back and play defensive in any sport. Not at all. And uh, including hockey. To me, you know, you go for it. Uh, we're, I think we're seeing a new generation of athlete take place and the coaches that embrace that and realize, hey, go out there and go for it. I mean, I know there was a piece uh, that uh, Craig Button from TSN referenced in terms of the Swedish development with young defensemen. And the mindset is to be positive and, and to be creative and, and to go on the tack as defenders. And, and, and frankly, uh, the Edmonton Oilers have had people in their organization and coaching roles uh, down in the American Hockey League and I'm going back a decade plus um, that we're not fans of, uh, you know, allowing their defensemen to make a mistake uh, because maybe when they played, they weren't allowed to make mistakes either. But I think we've progressed to a better place in sport. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, former Edmonton Oilers player and assistant coach, now the lead analyst for NHL Hockey on Rogers, Craig Simpson. I mentioned was down at uh, Rogers Place. going to be back there later today for the development camp. But... Uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, Peter Shirelli actually made it official today. Uh, the Oil Kings have named Kurt Hill. He's 30 years of age. One year of scouting experience with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks organization. And before that worked, uh, I, I think he said four years in the WHL league office with uh, Ron Robison, who certainly would have uh, made some strong suggestions. It's interesting because Ron's asked some questions in the past about some other uh, younger guys that uh, got involved in management levels in the Western Hockey League. Uh, but Kurt Hill is, uh, and this is the worst kept secret in town since Hill was actually at the Oil Kings draft table in the Western Hockey League Madam Draft going back into the second week of May. So everybody sort of in the Western Hockey League circles knew that he was going to be the general manager of the team. Uh, the Oil Kings also announcing Brad Lauer, who's never been a head coach anywhere, by the way, uh, spent a number of seasons in the NHL working on an excellent coaching staff in Tampa Bay with John Cooper and... Uh, Rick Bonus, uh, Brad Lauer is going to come in and uh, be the Edmonton Oil Kings head coach. These the, the timing for these two guys could not have worked out better. The Edmonton Oil Kings, with the two first-round picks this year, including the number one overall pick. Now, those kids won't be on the team for another year, but the Oil Kings will have had five first-round picks in a three-year span. They have the number two ranked, or sorry, they have the number two uh, pick in the upcoming Euro draft. 
And uh, the Oil Kings also picked up two pretty good uh, 20-year-olds that I know multiple teams were in on at the WHL Bantam Draft that are a substantial upgrade over what they had a year ago. So uh, there's an inevitable uh, inevitable, uh, cycle that occurs in major junior hockey unless you're outright cheating or unless you're running uh, as professional of an organization as you can. Uh, I'll say it point blank as a member of the Oilers Entertainment Group. Uh, the Oilers have really made sure they've played by the rules in the Western Hockey League. Not all their partners have in CHL hockey. But uh, because they've played by the rules, there's a cyclical nature with what occurs. Oil Kings made the playoffs for six straight years. They had three years where they basically offered uh, averaged 50 wins per season. Randy Hanch built those teams in large part with Bob uh, Green. And uh, Oil Kings uh, won the uh, only WHL championship in the last decade, or the only uh, WHL team to win a Memorial Cup championship in the last decade. And really the last three years, WHL teams haven't been close in my book. The only team that's been any good in the last five years, Edmonton won in 2014, uh, Kelowna Rockets when they were gifted Leon Dreisaitl as well as uh, Josh Morrissey from the Prince Albert Raiders. That's the last truly, in my opinion, excellent WHL team to go to the Memorial Cup. Um, so prior to that, the Oil Kings, the only team in the last 10 years to win a WHL title. Last two years, they've uh, missed the playoffs. Uh, some would argue that's what happens in a cyclical nature in junior hockey. Again, the Oil Kings had won or gone to the playoffs uh, six straight years before that, and, and Kurt Hill couldn't have come in as a better time as GM. So, and Brad Lauer is a head coach. So I'm sure they're going to appreciate the opportunity that's here. If you know what I'm saying. Were you, anything surprise you about how this all shook out, Brennan? Well, it is interesting that Peter Shirelli is the one doing the hiring for uh, the Oil Kings. Like, I mean, they have a number of former GMs within the organization. Couldn't Lowe have done this or Mac T? Well, Mac T runs the farm team. Yeah, I think Kevin Lowe actually sits on the Oil King. I think he's the governor for the Oil Kings. But if you look at the Oilers' reporting structure, uh, like Randy Hanch was reporting to Peter Shirelli. Okay. Yeah, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's surprising that to see Shirelli. I think you can make that. You're not the first person to ask me that question. Yeah. Actually, there's about 70 guys that have asked me that question over the span of the last three months or so. Uh, Anyhow, uh, because it was out there for a while, that changes were coming. So we'll we'll see how this goes. Again, these guys, I'm sure they're going to be tremendously appreciative of the opportunity, and they should be because it's a great opportunity. It's kind of like when Peter Shirelli came into Edmonton. You know, you're coming to Edmonton at a time where you're getting Connor McDavid, right? And the team already had Taylor Hall and Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Jordan Eberle and Leon Dreisaitl. It's a pretty good time to come to Edmonton for both Peter Shirelli and Todd McClellan. And they've had one really good year and one year they'd like to have back. And the question is, where are they going to be moving forward? Um, I have faith. Put it this way. With the Oilers, my expectation is they'll be a 95 to 100-point team next season. Okay. Now, I'm going to say they'll make the playoffs, but I do think they should be capable of being a 95 to 100-point team. They might have to make a change or two during the year, but I think they'll be capable of doing that. For the Oil Kings, realistically, because of the cyclical nature of junior hockey, maybe a 30 to 35 win team this year, maybe a 35 to 45 team uh, win team in a year from now, and then a 45-plus win team the year after that. And because they're 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 going to have the right age groups growing together. 
Who knows? Maybe I'm completely out to lunch. Some have accused me of that in the past. Uh, you can uh, text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter. By the way, Brendan, did you like my... Uh, did you get a chuckle out of that tweet <laughs> yeah, today? Yeah, it was funny. Maybe... Some Germans will say it was too soon. Oh, too but. soon. It's been 70 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think it was good. Very uh, clever. So I mean. right after they lost, those Germans have always struggled launching an offensive in Russia. Of course, they didn't score in two of the three games. So uh, the other the other line could have been, you know, why is it? Uh, yeah, I don't even want there's, there's so many. You can have fun with it. Uh, and it wasn't a laughing matter back in the day. So, uh, by the way, we should get to this quick feature while we're talking soccer that Morgan Black put together. She was over at the German uh, culture, Cultural Center. What time is this thing we're going to run here? It's 35 seconds. 35 Let's seconds? All right, here we go. Let's get to it. Let's have some fun. I'm feeling nervous and I'm not even German, so that tells you how important this is for Germany to try and get a goal here, to try and advance. This is incredible. Desperate, desperate, okay. Oh no! Oh, that's it. Offside? Quit doing this to me! Germany player kicked it though. It's a goal. Maybe, maybe at the next World Cup. Alright, that's Gene Principe, uh, who was at the German club right next door to 630 Chet just prior to uh, coming to meet Jack and me uh, back downtown. You know what? Uh, did Japan... Or Japan didn't make it to the World Cup, did they? Did they make it to the World Cup? Is Japan in there? Yeah. Well, do you want to check for me right now? Aren't they at the top of their division? I thought they were. Japan is? One of the groups, yeah. Well, go hop on TSN. I'll pull it up here one second. Pull it up and tell me, because... I mean, Gene's Italian. Italy didn't make it. It's cra- it's cra- His wife is German, though. That's why he's a. Yes. she's a big German fan. Yes. So Germany's out, Italy's out. You just check on Japan. Japan, for- yeah, they're one and one, in the top of uh, Group H right now. They're all right. So they got one win and one draw on top. Top tied with Senegal. So they're likely to go through Japan's. So they're the, like the last surviving hopes of the Axis powers. Bada bing. Jeez, you should host a, ho- a soccer show, Bob. You have all these zingers and lines. Uh, you good. know, there's so much. <laughs> How is Germany, <laughs> Italy, and Netherlands not into the round of... Like, Netherlands and Italy didn't even qualify, and Germany's... How does that happen? You're basically talking about three of the top five soccer-producing countries of all time. That is unbelievable to me. All right. We have Craig Simpson on. We have the new GM, Kurt Hill, of the Edmonton Oil Kings. The new head coach, Brad Lauer, of the Edmonton Oil Kings. We have Joe Haggerty to talk about Steven Stamkos. Is there any way Boston could get in on Steven Stamkos? Did I say Steven Stamkos? Well, maybe they could get in on Stamkos. A little late for him. But they're going to they're gonna take a crack at uh, John Tavares. How would Boston do that? Who would they ship out? Would they trade Krejci? They'd have to trade Krejci, right? That makes the most sense. Okay. Center in, center out. There you go. Uh, again, you can reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree has Blood, Sweat, and Tears featuring Bo Bice coming up on Friday night. And they got Buck Cherry, July 14th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 from Westlock Ford. Worth the drive to get your new ride. All right, Peter Shirelli briefly... Uh, spoke uh, well. Let's get his thoughts first of all. Uh, the question was asked uh, during the course of the press conference. 
Uh, Kurt Hill doesn't have a lot of uh, WHL experience, but uh, in Shirelli's mind, he has a ton of potential. Uh, I guess you have to put the whole, uh, his whole resume together. You look at uh, what he brings, you, you project. It's kind of like a, a player. You project where he's going to be. Um, he, he had a lot of experience. Uh, he had a lot of, for his age, yeah, he had a lot of, he was a little slow getting going in his interview process. Um, he's, I think you can see he's, a very, see he's a very thoughtful young man. And But from you know what he stands for and, and kind of his vision and what, how he wants to build and how he wants to build the infrastructure, it was impressive to hear. And we had a lot of candidates. And, um, I mean, it's kind of a plum job in this league. Um, so uh, he came out ahead. Well, he said it. It's a plum job in the WHL. And uh, the cycle works very effectively for him as well. Now, Peter Shirelli uh, didn't speak a lot about what's going to happen with the Edmonton Oilers. I think he took on two questions, but he had this to say on what the game plan was heading into July 1st. Not really, no. Nothing's really changed. We're, we've, we've had a number of uh, interviews with, with players. Um, um, the, the, the level of player is, varies. Um, We've had a number of discussions with teams uh, on opportunities. Um, I don't expect we'll be active from the from the star player perspective. Um, that would require trades too. If we did that, there's there's depth players. There's bottom six players. Yeah, we're looking at those. Ben Speck asked Shirelli, "Anyone you like?" And he's like, "Yeah, I don't want to look at players that we like." So <laughs> that was how it ended. But. Really? I that part out. I should have. Jack and me were already upstairs at that point. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, did, did you think he'd say anything otherwise? Like, what's he going to say? Well, I got a deal pending with Washington for this guy. Are you hinting at something, Bob? Would I do, would I do something like <laughs> that on orders now? Come well, on. that intrigues me. What intri- I just mentioned Washington because yeah. it's, you know, because it's your team, right? It's your team, the Washington Capitals. I mean, how would I possibly... Nothing ever gets out of Edmonton, so how would we possibly know? Does anything get out? But seriously, does no. anything... Nothing gets out, so how would we know? Uh, anyhow, uh, no surprise at all. I, I, I think, you know, I, I heard over the course through the agency side of things that Mikko Koskinen uh, was amongst a couple of goaltenders that had played in the KHL. Uh, we talked about the fact that the money was coming out of the Russian system after the World Cup this year, that there were several players, uh, specifically international players, that were looking to get out of the KHL to apply their trade in the NHL. And uh, so we did uh, discuss in early, I guess, second week of April, and it got brought up during both the McClellan and Shirelli pressers about the goaltending situation. Koskinen uh, ended up signing with Edmonton. Actually, technically, I think the, the signing would take place. He's agreed to terms, but technically the, the signing would take place July 1st. At, uh, and it's a $2.5 million deal, which has drawn some consternation. The Oilers have significant challenges on the cap here. There, there's, I mean, significant challenges in the sense that they can't make substantive improvements to the roster utilizing the cap space that's there. How's that? They have to make subtle improvements, which is why we've talked about organizations like Nashville that have been very well run for a number of years and iced incredibly competitive teams and probably 
should have had a better uh, end this season than they did, but they ran up against the wrong team in the second round of the Winnipeg Jets. But Nashville prided themselves on not overpaying for players and doing a real good job in free agency and finding some bargain guys, and that's what the Oilers have to do. They have to become an organization like that. Uh, Nashville also has an incredible modesty to uh, their organization. Uh, I mean, Peter Laviolette, I mean, Todd McClellan's a, a terrific guy to get along with. Uh, Peter Laviolette can be a little bit terse at times, uh, but he's he's still a pretty good coach. And then uh, David Poyle, of course, spent 10 years living in Edmonton. His father, Bud Poyle, uh, a great hockey executive as well, uh, going back to the days of running the Edmonton Flyers, and David's always had tremendous humility about him that's been greatly appreciated by those of us that are in the business. And uh, they've been very financially prudent over the years. And again, there's some other organizations that can learn from that tax. So when Shirelli sits there and says, you know, bottom six forwards, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be intrigued to see who he can land here. Um, because I do think it's a situation where some guys would have a chance to really grow with the organization. This is Oilers Now. That's enough of me pontificating on the first half hour of the show. When we come back, and Brendan, thank you for grabbing all those clips. We've got lots of guests today. Uh, we will uh, very quickly get to NHL Today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. You want to do it or do you want to, uh, to handle this one? This is Elite Promotional Marketing's NHL today. Uh, elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. The rising star himself. Here's Brendan Ulrich. Well, Bob, a trade today. The Buffalo Sabres acquiring Connor Sheary and Matt Hunwick from the Pens for a conditional fourth round pick. The Pens clearing up some cap space here, Bob. Are they up to anything? I guess we will see. Yeah. The Vancouver Canucks have re-signed Derek Pouliot to a one-year deal worth $1.1 million. And there were some rumors going out that about Artemi Panarin wanting out of Columbus because his uh, wife is a model and maybe she'd be seeking model modeling opportunities in a big city. Well, his agent, Dan Milstein, said that is not true at all. You can judge a manager based upon his acquisition of players and how those players pan out. You can judge a coach on how he coaches team. You can judge a player how he practices and how he performs on the ice. As a rule of thumb, I am loath to comment on players' wives. That's low-hanging fruit, and uh, most of you are far too smart to go down that path. So why somebody would even bring that up? I am not sure. There you have it. You know what I'm saying, Brendan? Stick to stick to criticizing and and complimenting what you see in front of you. Right. Unless a player, like here's an example, like Milan Lucic, what did he say? 90% of it was mental. Well, he opened up that Pandora's box, so then you can have that conversation at that point. But I just think it never does anybody any good to talk about anybody's girlfriend or anybody's wife. There you go. That's enough of that. She is very pretty, though. (laughs) I'll leave it at that. 
Oh, man. 12.29, and I'm sure she's a beautiful person inside, too, right? So that's the other part of it. Of course, right? There you have it. Uh, this is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Ulrich with you. We're having too much fun. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with uh, Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers.